Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kansas tackle football has won nine games in 2023. This is the Big 12 Watch. I am your host, Josh. Neighbors here on Crystal Ball College Football. Uh, the Big 12 Watch is the show. Once again, Josh Neighbors here, your host. The channel is Crystal Ball College Football. The Big Umbrella is 365 Sports. You all can find us wherever you get your podcasts and here on YouTube as well. Five stars in those podcast places. And also, if you all could like the video, subscribe to the channel and let us know what you think with your comments. It's all greatly appreciated. Um, so this, this show, and it's, it's late today guys. Cause we're, I mean, I've got all kinds of stuff going on, but I'm headed down to Dallas, the cotton bowl. My Missouri tigers are taking on the Ohio state Buckeyes. You might say, well, Josh, big 12 guy. No, but I'll tell you what, you know, how is he a Mizzou guy? Also I'll tell you what guys like your alma mater also cover a conference. You all know how much I love the big 12 and five days a week. I've been doing this show for years. Uh, you know, doing a show about the Big 12 for years now. And I'll tell you this, I do, I love Kansas football. Uh, I, I love it, especially under Lance Leipold. Um, I have an affinity for what has happened there. And what happened is they won nine games. I, I know it was against UNLV. I know it's not a great opponent, but still it's a team that had a really good season. And Kansas looked like the better team the entire time. And the the big thing for Kansas is the buy-in right? The buy-in from the players about what they're trying to accomplish, what they're trying to achieve, and how they're trying to do it is really impressive. It started off in 2021 with Lance Leipold coming to Kansas. And, you know, basically like the big key for them was trying to be competitive in games. And in the end of the season, they began to play four quarter competitive games because they were playing competitive halves and competitive quarters for part of the season. In 2022, it was a magical first half run that was stifled by injuries, but ultimately, too, I think a lack of depth all the way around hurt the Kansas Jayhawks. And I'll say this, guys, in 2023, they end up nine and four. But I'll tell you this about their season. There were not many moments where Kansas was not competitive. The second half of the Texas game, I believe you could definitely say, I mean, most Texas game was not that competitive, but like, to be honest, you know, the second half in particular was not competitive uh, in my opinion, but Texas had to their way with a lot of teams this year. If you look at the results that did not go their way, the Oklahoma state game, they almost won on the road. You look back at the game against Texas tech with their third string quarterback, 16, 13, in a game where Jason Bean gets knocked out. And then K state, they were, they only lost by four. And once again, third string quarterback. And for Kansas, 
usually the backup in hell, even the starters sometimes can spell trouble for KU. The backup normally does. And the third string, my God, forget about it. But they fought and they kept fighting in these games. And it was really impressive to see the way this team, I mean, Jason Bean bought in from the word go and got his opportunity this year. I'm getting a guy like Devin Neal who could go to the NFL uh, this season. He's going to come back and play again. And that speaks about a few things. That speaks about the buy-in from the administration and the fan base and the NIL and the donors. But it it ultimately speaks about the players and what Lance Leipold is building. And it's a guy who fights for his players. It's a guy who barks at referees a lot. It's a guy who knows what preparation looks like and how each week you know you, you can meet the match that you've got ahead of you. Do you always win? No. But you always are going to be, you know, for them at least, they have they have always been competitive. Um, this season in particular, really, really competitive. Once again, save that half against Texas. And they were able to weather injuries this year and make sure it did not, you know, facilitate a, a massive a fall off. And now they're they're in that next step where they've got coaches leaving, but at least for the first game, you know, things look really good. And look, there were interceptions, and you know, Jason Bean didn't play a perfect game, but put up some monster numbers and I'm glad he got the MVP because a guy who is really the program's MVP. I mean, they've got some, like Devin Neal is awesome. Daniel Hyshaw is awesome. The receivers have been really good. The offensive line has been fantastic. Um, Jalen Daniels is a supreme talent, right? And Jacoby Bryant, obviously Jacoby Bryant's been a fantastic player for them. I mean, they got all these guys coming, you know, OJ Burroughs was, was really good too, you know, and, and even guys last year, like Lonnie Phelps, and Kenny Logan in the back end the last two seasons. But Jason Bean's the real MVP because this guy had to put aside his ego and be a good teammate, which he was. And he stepped up when his moment and moments, plural, you know, his number was called upon. I mean, a lot of games, guys, were things, you know, he had some, he had some rough fourth quarters. I will say that. That's there. This this was closer to a 10-win season than it was. Uh, you know, to a six win season. Yeah, there were some close calls in there. Obviously, the OU game was a close call, right? And, uh, you know, Iowa State game was was close in there too. And the Nevada game was close. But ultimately, like their losses were closer calls than their wins. Their, than their wins. And we're now in a spot where as Oklahoma and Texas leave the conference, and once again, uh, Kansas is one of Oklahoma's two losses this year. But we're in a spot right now where, hey, man, Kansas, you know, I'm not saying they're going to win the league because I've got some defensive concerns, obviously. But Kansas in a spot now with the way that they're recruiting, they could be a consistent player. And Hey, if Jalen Daniels stays healthy, they've got a chance to be a factor in the Big 12 title race in 2024. They were they were a top six team in this league for most of the season. I think in my power rankings, I had them basically top five the entire year. And that's because they're really well coached and look like they – you know, it's not always a situation like just being well coached does not always mean other teams have to beat you, right? Kansas did beat themselves, mostly Jason Bean, but they let Jason Bean be himself because some of those wild, awesome, massive, explosive plays, they needed him to to kind of cut loose and turn loose. And and you saw it last night, you know, three interception performance, but also saw them score, you know, a, a ton of points. He threw for six touchdowns. Um, you take the good with the bad and, and you're empowering guys to be themselves. And you can't do that without a hammer like a Devin Neal. You can't do that unless you block. How often can we say that about Kansas football? Not often, man. Not often can we say that about the Kansas Jayhawks where they physically looked like a team 
that was up to the challenge of whatever big dog they were playing. Um, Texas was an exception, but they were an exception for everybody. And so Kansas fans should celebrate this season and this moment. Look at the last nine win season, guys. 12 and one with Mark Mangino and also 12 and one. Um, and, and the, uh, so 07, 08 were the last back-to-back bowl seasons for them. And honestly, you know, that, that was actually, 08 was the last bowl season up until last year, but Lance Leipold knows what he's doing and he's gotten the, the, the important thing is they've gotten the proper investment for years down the road. But as it pertains to this team, I mean, I thought coming into the year, they had the best backfield in the big 12 with, um, uh, with Jalen Daniels and, and Devin Neal. Uh, I think it's, I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say they do next year, right? You can make a case for West Virginia situation. You could say, Hey, Jalen Daniels, you know, he needs to play. And I would agree with you on that front, but you've got two guys who we know are star players. Jalen Daniels was a preseason offensive player of the year. Now, once again, there's concerns about his back injury and whatnot, but even when uh third string, I'm going to get Cole, whatever his name is, uh, was playing. Cole Ballard, they, they had moments where they were competitive even with him too. And so it's just scheme. It's, it's, it's fantastic coaching is what it is. And it's buying the players. It's all of that. And they're trying to create now more of a home field advantage, but Kansas in a big 12 championship game, you know, you return a quarterback who didn't play your turn a running back. It was, a, you know, one of the best backs, of the conference off of a nine win team, like Kansas in the big 12 championship game in football sounds crazy. But in context of what they're building, it's a pretty natural build. It's a two and ten, or it's two, two and ten, a six and seven, followed up by a nine-win season, and um, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's not crazy. Would I would I bet that now? No, I wouldn't do that. But guys, there are arguments to be like overall best coach in the league. You know, I'm still going to go Mike Gundy. But if you want to say in this moment which coach is doing the best job, it's hard to argue against a Lance Leipold because of the success this program's had, they're not accustomed to having this level of success. Um, I think it's, I think it's a pretty fair thing to say. And so I'm excited for them next season to see what happens, you know, beyond uh, this year. But yeah, I mean, with Oklahoma and Texas leaving, like, you know, and other schools coming in, look, KU can be competitive against them. And especially if they kind of keep doing offensively, what's made them so difficult, uh, you know, with, with a lot of what they do. I mean, it's good Lord. It's just like the, the misdirection and, and the kind of just getting guys in positions where they use their best stuff. I know Kudel Nicky's gone, but I think you just take a lot of the, the things that he was doing and you try to spin that forward and you apply that to what you are doing now. So, uh, I'm a huge believer in Lance Leipold. I'm a huge believer in Kansas football. And to put it simply guys, like I know it's a bowl win over UNLV, but it's not about the bowl win. I've, I've barely talked about the game and that's, you know, that's, I mean, it's great for them to end the year on a high note, but the big thing is they, they look prepared and they look focused and they, and they, they hammered UNLV's defense against a, against, against a defensive oriented coach in Barry Odom. And like, that's, is that surprising to anybody at this point that Kansas is going out there and executing a game plan and coming out on top? Is it surprising to anybody at this point? No, it's not. And that's that's because of the coach, number one. And then also, I mean, there's nothing about the players, but like the coach had to, these aren't his players, a lot of these guys. Now he's brought some good guys in, but, you know, making these guys believe that they could win. And by the way, if you want to talk about his players, he's also recruiting at a very high level, which we know now in college football means, yes, it's got television, it's still Kansas, but that means also investment has come in from the fan base. So that is important too. So, we have to be mindful of Kansas as a Big 12 title contender next year. 
We have to. I think in a wide open conference, in a league that has seen four different champions in the last four seasons, and two of those champions outgoing, we have to think that this conference will see some turn. Once again, seven different teams have played for a Big 12 championship in the last four seasons. Um, and so, you know, with all these new schools in and coming in, once again, KU has to be a factor in that conversation. But um, this is why other teams and other stories and other games matter, right? I think a lot of times we're so focused on the top and, and that's, you know, all things like that. And the reason why I love covering conferences as a whole is, look, like, you know, Cincinnati's having a rough year, right? So when other teams play Cincinnati, we're just kind of hoping they beat them just to help the conference as a whole. But it's so nice to have moments like this where I can, we can celebrate all of these teams. And look, you know, some folks might not watch this video, but if you're not a Kansas fan, I went to Missouri, guys. I'm supposed to hate Kansas, right? That's, that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, you know, I'm a media person now, so I try to be a lot more objective. But like, how do you not? I mean, if we play Kansas, I want to beat them. Sure, sure, as a Missouri guy, you know, as, as an alum. But like every other game, I mean, I'm, I root for Kansas football. I mean, honestly, they're like one of my favorite teams in the Big 12 because they you can call it the right way. It's like, yeah, we're just going to be better coached than you. And we're going to empower our players and we're going to make some mistakes. What does our defense do? We try to force you into mistakes. We try to be that team that capitalizes. That's good coaching. That's good stuff. It's just watching like it's a pretty simple, but weird thing to say. But watching Kansas football is good stuff. It is. It's it's good stuff. And it was good stuff from pillar to post. Because last year it wasn't, right? And they were getting they were getting nuked in some of their games last season later on in the year, right? There were some non-competitive football games for Kansas after their hot start. They ironed that out and they rallied back from losses and they won big games and they were close in games where the most important position they had guys go down. And Jason Bean, you know, came back from his injuries and played really well. So, and they're getting a lot of those guys back, and that's exciting. And Kansas fans should be excited. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on the Twitters uh, slash X at NWPod365. You guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Find the show where you get your podcast and on YouTube as well.